Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hello. Happy uh, Monday after Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a beautiful holiday. We did a a rerun on Friday. Um, And so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that too. And now the holiday's over, so we don't have to be thankful anymore. We don't have to express any (laughs) gratitude. That time is over. Right. That's over. That's not till next year. Right. Yeah. Now it's the time for. uh, putting up Christmas lights and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, which is something that we're in process mm-hmm. of doing right now. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. All good. Yeah, all good. got uh, a lot of things going on. It's been a uh, kind of a, <laughs> a busy stretch, although I did take some time. I took some time, some downtime over the holiday. And yeah. I haven't been doing enough of that lately. I, you know, I enjoy my work, so I don't mind, mm. um, you know, digging in and staying oh, after the stuff so it's 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 enjoyable to me but hey tyler simmons yeah. of texas normally jim's not someone that says hey i'm gonna like take a few days off mm-hmm. and because when he said um five days i was like oh yeah okay. well, i didn't do five i think but i did do most of three so <laughs> baby steps yeah right that's right that's awesome. i just i go crazy i would be a little bit nuts yeah but i did enjoy watching some football this weekend my oklahoma mm-hmm. state cowboys just had an up and down yeah. year and thankfully they finished on an upswing in the second overtime to get yeah. to the big 12 championship should be a fun fun weekend yeah so. and i had the opportunity my best friend was in town from sedona um arizona and uh we got together with a group of gals that you probably hear Every once in a while, I'm gone for a week with mm-hmm. my with my uh, my tribe of women, and so we had an opportunity to spend a little bit of time, and it was just lovely. Yeah. What a great time! So, yeah, all right, but we're back, we're rested, and we're ready to get going. The last couple of days of November, and then we head into uh, the last month, last week, or last month of the year. Right, it's hard to believe. So, I got to check something here. After I closed out the other device, or or slide still there? No. I killed that, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Oh, shoot. Okay, so you want to pause for a minute? Let me get the other device going. I mean, I, that was so, our whole yeah, show. Yeah, so, so Jim, um, we're going to be talking about collections and key performance indicators. Go ahead and do that while I'm... Um, okay. Yeah, uh, and we can be chatting while you're pulling it up and getting sure. it going. But, um, yeah, this uh, this this uh, weekend, we didn't t- think about work. And then um, last night as we were getting ready for bed, he says, morning show. And I was like, what do you want to talk about? And he said, I want to think about it right now. <laughs> and so this morning got up and um and got busy on doing some slides and just super grateful that I've got a my partner that um that enjoys that tremendously, the slide thing and all of that. So um all righty. Awkward pause, silence within the the studio. That's not always never a good thing. You kind of want to keep keep uh keep going with people so do you want to while you're doing that just kind of talk about um just load them more at a time i suppose okay very good but yeah i mean i can share a couple things one it looks like we did an episode on collection numbers and we talked about Mm -hmm. two and and those two are still in my top four however 
I won't spend a lot of time on those other two since we've covered those. I've already got the link ready to be able to send you back to the episode we did before. And I spent most of my time mm -hmm. in that first episode talking about collection efficiency because, you know, that's that's been mm -hmm. a thing for me for a long time. It's something we work with a lot of our clients. Honey, so. that's like your thing. That's a, one of the things that the conferences and things that people know you for is collection efficiency. It's true. And it it's is. because I started measuring it 20 years ago, like mm -hmm. a 20 plus. Yeah. And so we continue to do, you do want it. want um, sure, we can go ahead and yeah. tee that up. And you can try this one right here. This is oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. got our image mm -hmm. on there. Okay, it does. that's cool. All right. So um collection efficiency, and this is an actual client's uh data report, and it shows down there, you probably can't read it, but I think it says 36 weeks worth of um history. Mm -hmm. And so what you're seeing, I realize these numbers are hard to to tell on the screen. And for those who will be listening to this on audio, I'll kind of explain what's on the mm -hmm. screen. You've got collection efficiency net, which again, I won't spend a lot of time here because we talked about it before, but I just want to show you, this is what's really achievable. This one is filtered for um, payments greater than a thousand dollars. So those are kind of the unexpected payments. Mm -hmm. And what it shows that green uh, solid line across there is the 93% baseline that you hear me talk about. Which, yeah. So yeah. you can, we try to get our clients to above 93% sure. in their collection and efficiency. You can see that in this case we, we have, I mean, it's pretty mm -hmm. common unless you've just really got a, a messy portfolio. This, this one's pretty stable portfolio. And all we've done is show mm -hmm. them how to start tracking it. And they start tying compensation to this number. And so what, what you're seeing there is just evidence that it is possible to run 93% or better. It's a, it's a more difficult one to produce. But the question is, is it worth it to you to produce it? I'm going to say yes. So you just got to know how to do it. If you don't know, reach out to you us. You mean produce we'll... this number. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I would say, because there's not a DMS out there that I'm aware of that produces this in this way. So you would need the, um, you would need a couple of key reports captured at key times, you know, in a consistent interval in order for this to be mm -hmm. a reliable figure. But we think it's the most important. Yeah. It's number one on my list of the numbers yeah. I would recommend. And those key reports at key times, um, and some DMSs play nicer than others about just yeah. doing it naturally. Sure. And others you have to remember to go in and do the thing. Well, and some don't produce yeah. it. Some don't yeah, give you true. the information that, that the, the report that we would be recommending. So again, yeah. for today, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. I'll, re I'll share the link. Um, okay. and, well, like I said, I've already got it teed up so I can share okay. the link here and people can, can refer to that for more in-depth okay. information on the collection efficiency and why it matters. Now, the other one, let me get it ready. is going to be conversion rates. And again, you've heard me talk about that as well. Um, so this graph just shows, you can see on the left side of this graph that the numbers were running pretty close together. So let's talk about what the two numbers are. The green line up there is tracking collected principal as a percentage of the opening principal for the period. So if we measured this for October, we would be saying we collected X amount of principal in the month of October. And that doesn't have to be filtered. That's just all principal collected. Principal, not uh -huh. interest. Right. Principal. So just principal. Just this, is, principal. this is like a principal conversion measurement. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. So now we're, and, and these numbers also would drive a lot of what uh, lenders look at collateral recovery rates. Others look at that. But a lot of the numbers that are the most impactful numbers mm -hmm. in a collateral recovery rate are these that you see on this slide. This slide. So now the red bar is charged off principal. This is gross charged off principal as a percentage of the opening balance. Yeah. 
Um, I, can I add a little bit of commentary Please. on that? You know, we, we have worked with a lot of different clients and sometimes, um, sometimes it's like a really extended, in, uh, engagement. Other times it's a shorter engagement. And, um, I have seen as someone that's not part of the, the world of buy here, pay here, that charging off vehicles sometimes can be a real, um, emotional and, um, and, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know how sometimes when you know that you have to do something that you don't want to do, you put it off and you put it off and you put it off and you try to find reasons not to do it. And it gets bigger mm -hmm. when you don't do it. And, um, so there's a couple of things that, that I just, I, I see and I've I've witnessed as we've talked to people that it's like they try everything they can to not have to have a clean number there. I've mm -hmm. I've just it, where it's like I don't want to you know it needs to be a little bit different here or you know uh, and it just uh, am I am I well I'm not sure I understand what you mean. you're basically saying that they they postpone doing they it because they want their numbers to look better because they want their numbers to look better okay. and then it's like you know if if when we throw everything in and then it's like it just it just just skews or it looks everything looks so skewed it's like oh my gosh this looks awful yeah and and then it's like i don't want to do that or it just it just it's it's kind of deflating but it's like when you can do that and mm -hmm. then that's when you start your baseline and you start measuring things and doing it in a really timely manner and it just may have a huge dip for sure. that, but then it's just all going to level out and, and then you're going to have, you know, we, we keep talking about, you can't really, um, have an opinion on a, a thing unless you're measuring the thing and mm -hmm. you have to have good, clean measurements of the thing before you can say, this is good. This is not good. This sure. is something we need to work on. Yeah. So. And I gave a pretty uh, extensive, um, answer to somebody not long ago who's asking about, you know, KPIs and numbers to measure. And mm -hmm. so I gave the whole rundown on collection efficiency thing. I think, so I'm going to say something that's easy to say and it's harder for some dealers to do. Mm -hmm. The part that's easy is like, we would obviously recommend that every dealer have as clean and efficient a portfolio as they can possibly have. Meaning when a contract stops performing and we've done everything we can to try to resolve the thing and now mm -hmm. we did, we've deemed it uncollectible, mm -hmm. then we would be recommending that that account be charged off, by the way. So would your lender, so would a lot of other people, your your 20 group moderators, they would be recommending charge it off. Yeah. So so the reason that we, so we have to ask ourselves, if we're not doing that, what would be the motivation that we would not be charging off? Because almost any answer you could give on that is, is a little dangerous. Like, you know, we're just, we're kidding ourselves at the minimum in terms of our portfolio performance. So mm -hmm. that's why these numbers are important. You can see on the left side of that slide that this dealer was charging off about as much principal as they were collecting for a period of time. And then we started to work together and figure out how to, you know, widen that gap. And mm -hmm. so now yeah, I think it's pretty simple that we all, and I've written articles about this. It's, it does, we don't need a Harvard degree to understand why that is really the number we're, we're looking for more collections in principle than what we're charging off. It's yeah, like, that it's, gap it's, is good. And yeah. it's, it's really kind of cool to watch as, right. uh, as we work with different clients that it start that, that gap. Yeah. So again, these mm -hmm. numbers would be driving a lot of the um, collateral, or, I'm sorry, the numbers that you would find in a collateral recovery rate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just be aware that that's okay. something else. That, so that was uh, collected principle um, versus charged off principle. So. Yeah. And let me also explain, there's another slide for you to be able to share. Um, 
I can also explain that I'm I'm suggesting four different numbers because this is like I, I don't have a good um, metaphor for this, but basically, when we when we have four different ways to slice it and and look at all of them, then you're going to get a better indication of the overall performance. And and uh, you know we're already through three now. You see the third one on the slide. Delinquency, as I wrote in the comments of the or the mm -hmm. description of the show, delinquency is not even on the list. Like I know a number of dealers that just really operate from delinquency and that's got its own set of problems. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's just limiting, you're limiting what you can learn from that information. And so what we'd like to see you Does do. Does it feel kind of punitive to you too when people have, um, have, well, not punitive, um, when, when uh, pay plans mm -hmm. and commissions are based off of delinquency, um, so that it, 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 creates its own conflict it does it definitely yeah. cre creates internal conflicts on the team it puts a lot of pressure in mm -hmm. places that we think are not always appropriate and so it's yeah that by itself is is problematic and it it makes us sometimes be reactive so in order to really explain that in any kind of depth we'd have to spend more time on collection efficiency which we pretty much did in that prior episode so rather than kind of belabor that i would just say that delinquency tells a story but it's a pretty incomplete story about your mm -hmm. portfolio performance. It's not the best indication of portfolio performance. And like I said, it's not even on the top four here. So it's like it, because these numbers, your delinquency can move, it will ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I didn't share with you, Michelle, that I saw some reports come into us over the weekend and, and collections for some of our clients were awful through the week of, of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so that means everyone's buying food and, yeah. and, uh, yeah, getting, oh, yeah. So I, would be, wow. so I would recommend, you know, being proactive about that going into the holiday, right? But now mm -hmm. we're in a place where we, Monday morning, we got a long list of delinquents, yeah. you know, delinquent accounts. And so we have to be reactive in that way. But I would just make the case that, look, that delinquency report can be up and down. It'll, it'll ebb and flow. It'll have its cycles. And so the question becomes, is that really an indication of the portfolio performance? If, you know, just ask any dealer, mm -hmm. if your delinquency spiked a week after Thanksgiving, but you got all those payments caught up in the, the trailing two or three weeks behind Thanksgiving, could you live with that? Yeah. If so, if all those payments get collected and get caught up, then you would be 100% collected across a four-week period, for mm -hmm. example. So it's like, <laughs> does delinquency really... And, and, and really if mean? you're, if your uh, compensation is, is if delinquency is a key number, gosh, it's got to suck for your team during the holidays, mm -hmm. yeah. like really suck for your team. And it's stuff that's just really not so much in their control. That's a good point. Like, and, yeah. and at a time that they want their own bonuses, yeah. you know, yeah. they're, they're having, so the way they yeah. get there is applying pressure to people who and are that's, feeling pressure who wants to feel pressure. Can I, can I interject I, this uh, squirrel, but not really squirrel. Um, <laughs> I was at the grocery store Wednesday and, oh my gosh, I'm going to get super emotional about hmm. this. Um, I was at the grocery store on Wednesday and I'm be bopping around Walmart because I get some things that were not grocery and, you know, Walmart's like the superstore. You go to Walmart, you get all your stuff. And I, I, I was being very observant of people there. In just kind of like a um, people preparing for their holiday feast, and and I and I observed, you know, 
ones where it's like the grocery cart was just jam packed full. There's pies, there's a turkey, or not a turkey, because hopefully they've already got their turkey, but it's just full of food. And people are jovial and they're happy. And then there were others that I saw. I saw this this woman with a, a babe on one hip, one in the cart, and one kind of trailing around. And the the things in her cart were so meager. And it was just, you could just see her like, okay, I've got this much money mm -hmm. and trying to put together. And you could see she was trying to put together a feast that she could afford. Mm. And then I saw another couple sitting in an aisle, just hovering over this cart and they're looking on their phone and they're oh, no. just crying. Oh boy. And I was like, but mm. these are in a lot of in a lot of ways, our customers oh, sure. this time of the year. Absolutely. And I just I I I know I feel too. It's like I can pick up what people are feeling, mm -hmm. and it's just like, Ugh. yeah. Um, and so that it yeah. kind of brought me down just a little bit. But it, yeah, yeah. Don't do that to your team, and don't do that to your to your um your customers. This, yeah, it's that's that's rough. So well, and I'm I done. Think, I think the tie-in, and we again we covered it. It's part of the reason you hear me lean on collection efficiency. It's like it it allows us to have a more uh, long-range outlook. On collections not be too reactive not apply too much pressure you know um because we know that pressure uh, against a customer who's already struggling you know just leads to too many repos and charge-offs yep. so that's what i hope we're trying to avoid as dealers out there is and yeah. and obviously in this time you know you you've got thanksgiving behind you now we're headed into christmas and so i think Another our ability time. to be yeah, yeah so our ability Ooh. to be reactive and i think you know we talked about this in some depth in the past about you know some dealers have covenants in their lender agreement right and so mm -hmm. they they it hurts them it hurts the dealer financially when accounts reach a certain stage of delinquency because the contract becomes ineligible uh -huh. that means the dealer has to make it up in cash it's you know so they feel the impact of that when the customer reaches that stage of delinquency but do you think they still have a full cart at the grocery store the, the dealer, dealer? Yeah, dealers probably dealers probably manage, just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Dealer can manage that better. Yeah. But but th there is a very real financial impact to them mm -hmm. when they have a lender That's in the true. picture and there are covenants. So so it's a it's a thing to be aware of. So I think, you know, it kind of ties back to obviously we had a, I'm reminded of the conversation we had with Russell Moore, you know, a month or so ago about that whole thread about, you know, about how do we react lenders to, tightening their belts yeah. and and the the pinch that dealers are feeling and how they're feeling frustrated and a little bit like I don't know what to do. Right. And, you know, just, yeah. yeah. And so, mm -hmm. you know, virtually all of these charts that we're looking at, except maybe except for the one that's on the slide or on the screen now, mm -hmm. what you're seeing here is the principal and interest collected per active account. And some of you people say, well, what, what should that number be? Well, that depends on your portfolio. It depends True. on what your average payment is. But this is this is a simple one. It's it's easy for most anybody to produce. You would just have to know the number of active contracts that you had in the portfolio at the start of a period. And so now the reason I like this one is because now you can see your own performance. Like look at this particular deal. The last four months have been consecutive increase. increase. Mm -hmm. Now, June is that was because really they're good. increasing the payment they're charged <laughs> to the customer? I don't know. But yeah. the reality is this is how much they collected per, principal and interest per active account. Per active account at the start of the period. So it's an easy number for anybody to get to. And it's just one more point of reference. I can't emphasize that enough. Like if you have multiple points of reference, in your analysis, then you you will know mm. what what to react to. 
Yeah. Right. And that's so lovely. So I think yeah, what it does is it, it helps, you know, everybody understand that there's there's more than one way to look at this thing. And I think, you know, a lot of what you're referring to, Michelle, is what you hear me talk about in terms of you know, a collections approach that is based on, you know, flexibility. You mm -hmm. know, it's part of what I obviously is a white hat approach. We we recommend you know, flexibility and especially at the holidays, we, and we just have to, uh, one of the ways that we can do that and avoid having that impact on the borrowing base or whatever else is to be proactive, have a strategy going into the holidays and have a plan to be able to help yeah. customers through it. And uh, so we think that's part of how you do that. Yeah. So let me give you one more final slide. Okay. So this one is a little more um, high level. Like this, maybe not even every manager, you know, would have access to this information. So it's like what we're looking at here is it's often called, I hear just referred to as interest coverage. So this is irrespective of your involvement with a lender. I'm talking about the interest collected or interest earned, basically collected, deposited on versus net charge off losses. So let's just do the math on net charge off loss. If you, if you repossess a customer who has an account balance of $10,000, the principal balance, the gross principal balance at the time of the repossession of $10,000, and you recover a car that has a $4,000 ACV, then the net charge-off loss would be $6,000. So if you take those net charge-offs for the month and you measure that against the interest collected, so this is, again, a little more high end so mm -hmm. a little more um advanced calculation but mm -hmm. this is another indication that your portfolio is doing well and this is well, also, how, how do you know if your portfolio is because i mean i'm seeing a lot of different variations here mm -hmm. so like what what is a good trend and it will be up what and is down. a yeah this, this is a three-month rolling average and you're still seeing those you know peaks this is and a three, why okay. so mm -hmm. because during the three month period that in this case, you know, in month 10, the three months that ended there. So that would be, what, be months eight, nine and 10, eight, nine and 10. They yeah. had a pretty <clears throat> high charge off rate apparently, or they collected poorly. It was more likely that the charge offs would drive that kind of a spike. So mm -hmm. they just had a high range of charge offs, but even at that. So no, the I'm, higher in there that, is, is like this, these are what you're, this is okay. yeah. what, what I'm trying to get to is the lower the yeah. better. Yeah, this, I actually just I said that wrong. So okay. the, yeah, that particular spike with the one that you're seeing that has the what's that number 86,000. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, I'm mistaken. That's actually that's a gain of their their interest exceeded. Okay, gotcha. Their so you're net charge offs by that. So you're right. The lower number okay. is, is So when you're be, looking at the um the month 3 and 4 mm -hmm that that's where they didn't have as high an interest bringing in uh, as they did charge-offs? Is that what you're saying? Um, well, they were actually positive in all of these. All these numbers yeah. are green and, and, and above zero. Which so, is, okay. Yeah, so basically this particular dealer, at least on a rolling average, and all mm -hmm. these numbers I'm showing you today are from actual dealers. These are actual slides, actual, actual data. We just don't say who they are, but you basically, you, and so you're looking at real information. And so, so basically what you're saying, what you're seeing there is that every month, at least based on a three month rolling average, they've been positive in that regard. Their interest collected from consumers is in excess of the net charge offs across the same period. Okay. So that's what we're looking for. And that's where, you know, people that are coming from the finance sector, 
you know, that's what almost any lender up and down the finance sector, uh, sector, that's what they'd be looking for. They'd be looking for, you know, that's the reason lenders charge interest is to offset their risk in providing the funding. Mm-hmm. So, so this is why we want to look at that and make sure mm-hmm. that we're, we're covering our net charge offs. And if you, and, and, you know, it will be negative on any given month. That's why I choose a rolling average here. You could, you could extend that to a six month rolling average and see a smoother chart, mm-hmm. you know, without you, it's kind of flatten out the peaks and valleys by doing a longer average. Can I, I, I I'm not squirrel, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so really the reason why we charge interest is to mitigate charge offs. It's, it's not about making, is it about making money? Well, it's about, it's about making sure we don't lose money. Yeah. Making sure we don't lose money. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, So, you know, uh, and another way to say it, if we, if we knew every customer would pay every payment, you know, all the way to the end of the contract, we could all charge a lot less interest. Okay. That, that was kind of where I was going. So it's like, if, as you improve the performance from your consumer, from your customer, mm-hmm. um, you know, you will have, uh, more going in to your books or your accounts, whatever of mm-hmm. interest collected. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, okay. Yeah. And I would just, you know, say for everybody, cause there's some people listening who, you know, are really good at math and they'll say, well, what should my numbers be? Well, obviously these numbers can vary a little bit depending on, and I was mindful of this, like obviously when a portfolio is brand new, mm-hmm. then you're going to have is, more is interest this earnings. A, an older dealer, a, a more seasoned this dealer? This one's a pretty established dealer. This is an established dealer. Okay. But really gotcha. it should really, um, it, over a range of time, mm-hmm. you know, I might recommend at least six month rolling average here. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a little time if you're brand new, um, because you will have peaks and valleys. You'll have periods of charge offs. And so as your portfolio grows, though, as, as it becomes mature and stable, then then this is what we'd be looking for, is, you know, to have all the bars be green and be positive is that we're we're earning enough interest to to offset our and we have never correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we've seen some dealers when they when we've come in and started working with them that it's in the negative. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that happens. And I think you know, for me, for today, I was just trying to if I could if I could only pick four. Like if I if I accepted a job tomorrow as a collection <laughs> supervisor or managing a portfolio or finance mm-hmm. company, and I could only pick four to really know yeah. how. I'm doing that first one. I didn't mention the collection efficiency. That one's measured weekly. That's the only way it'll really work. So this collection efficiency. Uh So that's one Uh is collection efficiency. The second one is collected principal versus charged off. So I might call that one generally principal conversion. And that one is a monthly number. Um, So that's a monthly number. The next one is the principal and interest collected per active account per month. So per month, and is, that's not month. a rolling either. No, that's I'm a, not averaging that one. Okay. I'm just saying that one. We're looking at each individual month. Yeah, and then the last one is the interest collected versus the net charge off loans, and that's the one that you do the rolling. I yeah, I yeah. chose to in this case do three months, so you could do mm-hmm. longer. Just know that all you're really doing is you're you're just you know taking out the peaks and valleys. The longer rolling yeah. average you do it'll just kind of smooth the chart uh-huh. sometimes you'll do these in a line graph. well it's I, one thing i love about when when you are able to kind of uh level things it's it, it's it uh it creates a scenario where you're less reactionary that's right 
um, to, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. Oh my gosh. It's like, this is a rolling average. Mm -hmm. You're going to have, and, and it all, you know, yeah, it just, yeah. it just, it it's, helps a dealer to go. Yeah. Yeah. For okay. Sure. That's important. <laughs> I think it's because it, it, it keeps us from being reactive with mm -hmm. our team, which keeps them from being reactive, yeah. you know, with the consumer. And so I think it's, it's appropriate to, to look at the, but it's also, it's why I suggest yeah. let's look at more than one thing. Mm -hmm. If we're really going to assess the portfolio performance and we're going to really look at in particular, the performance of our collections team, let's look at more than one indicator. That, that's almost like a, that's, that's a secondary topic yeah. about, um, you know, how have we talked about that on the morning show? Um, tying uh, pay plans to collection, like your collectors or your managers. I don't really like to talk about okay. pay plans on the morning show because it just, you know, it's, it's <laughs> so too, many things. Well, that, it's just yeah. problematic when you've got yeah. both the employee and the employer in that conversation. It's like, you know, while we'd like to be transparent, in reality, we have to make sure when it comes to pay plans, you got to be really thoughtful and, and, and that is one of the, yeah, that is one of the challenges of, uh, having, a a platform, uh, where you're, you're giving information to dealers, managers, and team members alike. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause they, they can all hear it. We're happy for them to hear it. We just think that this is, you know, and, and not every dealer, by the way, is going to subscribe to this strategy that we're recommending mm -hmm. this approach to take a you know that they the reality is michelle not all of them can afford it like it's just simply mm -hmm. it's they're restricted by their covenants and they simply cannot afford to be as flexible with customers as what we might suggest and so that's easy it's you know mm -hmm. when we don't have a lender we're just saying look in terms of portfolio performance mm -hmm. long-term yield and success of the customer success of the portfolio mm -hmm. Take the lender out of the picture for a minute and say, this is what we would recommend. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes that's a little bit of conflict with, you know, the lender and their covenants. And I, I'll say it, like if I were in a position to talk to them, I would ask all the, the lenders in our space to look at expanding covenants for dealers in, in this time when consumers are struggling. One of the ways that we think can help with um, efficiency and, and uh, longer term per mm -hmm. performance is to de-emphasize the delinquency factor. And so the quickest way to do that is to allow more time, just allow the dealer the ability to be flexible and work with the customer and allow them a little more time to get caught up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's easy to say. But that and requires communication with your, with your lenders yeah, or with and your listen, capital a lot of providers. Lenders come from a background. They say, no, nope, not going to do it. Been there, been, been burned. Well, that's, you know, that's your, your, dealer mm -hmm. and who you're doing business with, if your dealer is able to uh, be cooperative and flexible and you mm -hmm. can find a way to otherwise confirm that the account is performing, because I think at the end of the day, virtually all lenders just need to know that the assets are real, that they're performing mm -hmm. as expected, mm -hmm. and that you know we've got some way to measure that. So this is among the way, look, if it's just up to Jim, that's what we do. You know, we would expand covenants, mm -hmm. we would be more flexible, and we would grant more time to, to get the customer back on track. Because the reality is in today's economy with, you know, fuel prices and grocery prices, as you talked about, it's like the, the consumer is mm -hmm. going to have a little harder time catching up. And so, you know, this is not a new thing, this idea of being, you, you think, well, if I get too too flexible. Yeah, but that's not new. We've always had that in buy your pay. Yeah. We, when we're too cooperative, we can pay a price for that. That's absolutely true and it will always be true. So it's like, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just simply saying, let's have tools to be able to, in the meantime, we can measure it. 
Let's mm-hmm. just measure it and see how we're doing. And those uh, they aren't necessarily meant to compare you to other dealers as much as it is for you to compare month over month your own results and yeah. know, like I say, sometimes, you know, if the wheels are starting to come off, we need to know that, you know, we need to see that and before. The, the more clear you're measuring, the more ability you have to see that. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. See so it coming, is, see it like, okay. Yeah. 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 So if we see a problem, then there's a chance for us to get the car in the shop before the wheels come completely. Yeah. Right. So Exactly. Right. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that, uh, um, you learned a little bit. Yeah, I did. I appreciate that. Um, I hope you have a great, great, great Monday. If you are listening to this and would like to be able to see the actual charts, please go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, there you go. And uh, you'll be able to watch it and listen and, you know, maybe learn a thing or two. Yeah. So have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Thanks again so much for joining.